Thank you ever so much, Alan and, and John. I just feel we're so privileged to have such lovely worship leaders, to be able to lead us, not to entertain us, not to show us how clever they are, although I do envy her when I fiddle around on my piano and can't get two together, but to have gifted people to be able to bring us to that place of worship. Isn't that lovely? And I hope this morning that you've all felt that this morning as we've sung to our Lord and Saviour. So over this Lent, we're looking at the prayers of Jesus. Have I got this on all right, Martin? I've done it right, yeah. Last time we looked at the great prayer that we all know so well. Um, the prayer Jesus taught. The prayer that we call the Lord's Prayer. Although I don't know why we call it the Lord's Prayer because it's our prayer because he taught it to us, didn't he? And it's the one that we use regularly. Our Father, who art in heaven. Our Father. This morning we're looking at a different prayer, and this is a prayer that Jesus said when he went to Lazarus' tomb. A prayer of faith. A prayer where we see God, Jesus, speaking with confidence to his Father. Jesus had heard that his friend, Lazarus, had died. Mary and Martha so much wanted Jesus to be there. And they think it would be all right if Jesus was there. But he waited. Now, I've read this, I don't know, but I understand that the Jews used to say the spirit stayed in the, in the body for three days before it went to heaven. Well, it went <clears throat> and so, Jesus waited longer. He was dead, dead, dead. They even said, oh, don't go, don't go in there because it will smell. But I've asked Mary to come and read the account of this story. I'm very I love Mary's voice, that's what I've asked her. So close your eyes and just hear. The death of Lazarus. Jesus comforts the sisters of Lazarus. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, <coughs> said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odour, for he's been there for four days. Then Jesus said, 
Did I not tell you that if you believe you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he'd said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, Take off the grave clothes and let him go. Thank you. Have you ever wondered, is God hearing me? Is heaven's doors closed? Am I speaking to the ceiling when I pray? I know I felt like that sometimes when I've prayed. Are you really listening to me, Lord? Nothing seems to be happening. I know David did too. David felt that way. In Psalm 55, David cries out, Listen to my prayer, O God. Do not ignore my plea. Please hear me. If King David can feel that. And yet here we see and hear Jesus speaking to his father for the benefit of those around him. He didn't do it for himself. He didn't have to. But he said, I know, I know that you hear me. Jesus looked up. Father, I thank you. Thank you that you've heard me and I know you always hear me. Always? Really? You've been praying those prayers for years? Always hears you? Or sometimes? Or, no, I'm not listening. No. Always, always hears us. That's why you said it to those around him. And if you remember the story beforehand, he'd been there and they were going to stone him. So it could have been the same people or a lot of the same people that wanted to stone him hearing that. Always. Grab hold of that. Take that in. Always hears you. <clears throat> in Revelation 5.8, I used to have a picture of this and I liked it. The elders were holding golden bowls and in that bowls was the incense of the prayers of the saints. And that's you. And that's me. I love that picture of this bowl with all our prayers going in and it says it goes up to like incense to God and then it returns to earth. The answers. In December, we was encouraged to read the, um, the Gospel of Luke, a, a chapter every day, which would lead us up to Christmas Day. <coughs> and I, I thought, what have I learned from reading this? I learned how often Jesus prayed. Many times going away to quiet places, many times praying authoritatively over things. But through Luke, we hear how many times Jesus prayed to his Father because he knew always he would hear him and always answer. <coughs> so let's look at this prayer. 
we see that the, the, the relationship he had with Father God. He thanked his Father for listening to his prayer. Jesus, all-powerful God, God in the flesh, knew without any doubt, any doubt whatsoever, his Father would hear him. Not hear him and put it in a cupboard and shut the door and think, I will have heard you. But he, God always acts when he hears our prayer. <coughs> the way we want? No. In the time we want? No. Shame, isn't it? Sometimes I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I say it to God, you know. Could you, by, you know, do this now? And he says, no. Why? Because his timing is not our timing. <coughs> he wants us to know. That's why Jesus said it. I say it for those around. He wants us to know that God hears our prayers. It's hard to understand God's timing. Mary and Martha did. Oh, only if you'd been here. They loved Jesus. They knew Jesus. They'd seen miracles with Jesus. Only if you'd been here, it'd have been all right. It'd have been okay. Jesus' time was right because he wanted to show his power. He wanted to show his authority and he wanted to show them that his God, our God, hears and then acts. <clears throat> and he speaks to them and my, I love his name, I am. I am. It's such a powerful thing. Not I am. He is. I am the resurrection and the life. And he showed it through how he prayed and how he acted. The prayer of Lazarus' tomb is a reflection of Jesus' relationship with the Father. And he wanted the onlookers to know this. He wanted them to know that God is all-knowing and all-loving. Now we can sometimes think, really? If you knew what I've gone through, if you knew how I've been struggling, if you knew how I've been begging God and praying, is he really all-loving? Yes. But his ways aren't our ways. His timing is not our timing. It was after he prayed this prayer that he said with authority, Lazarus, come out. And he did. It must have, oh, I don't know, can you imagine? You're standing by a tomb and this dead person comes up all wrapped up in his shroud and clothes. I mean, we sort of read it nicely, but could you imagine the shock, horror, fear? Wow, all. But then he says, take off his grave clothes. He didn't take, say, take off some of them. He said, take off his grave clothes. And a question for me and a question for you is, are we walking around sometimes in grave clothes? Our doubts, our fears, our anxieties. Are we thinking, yes, we've got our grave clothes off, but perhaps just round our big toe there might still be a bit? Have I got grave clothes on that's preventing the power of my God to do something miraculous in my life? God hears our prayers. 
Jesus said this, so you and me would believe it and know it. Many of you would know we have been praying, and I know some of you have, for my nephew for over 20 years, a drug addict, and all what goes along with being a drug addict. Watching my sister, who never, ever gave up. Oh, she would scream out to God. She would fast, she would pray. Why aren't you hearing me, Lord? Why can't Richard change? Why is he doing this? It was horrendous time. But God heard. And he heard because all of a sudden, there's a, there's a lady called Kate, and by golly, she, she's a great prayer warrior. And she said, she came all the way down from Surrey and she said, we're going to meet in a church and we're going to pray. There might have been five or six of us, sometimes only four of us, to pray. Not as a prayer meeting, but she would put uh, meditation music on and we prayed accordingly. Some would pray in the spirit, some would just sit down and just pray privately, some would, my sister would just keep calling out Richard's name as if God forgot it. (laughs) And then God one day said, Thank me for Richard. And we started thanking God that he loved Richard. He loved him in his state of addiction. He loved him in his mess. He loved him in his sin. He loved him so much that he died for him. Six weeks ago, Ian took Richard to a rehab. And after two weeks, Richard fell on his face and gave his heart to the Lord. He now was in another rehab in, uh, in London, the Mile End Road. <clears throat> and today he's come down because he's, a lot, he's allowed a lot more freedom than he was in the other one. He's allowed a day off a week. He could have gone off and seen his mates or whatever. But he's chose to come down to come to church. And that's where he is this morning. Praising God in church. Ian had to take him to court. And I complained about it. I thought, oh, for goodness sake, it was a... The magistrate could have done it on video. They said no. So Ian had to drive to to Marlin Road and then go 30 miles further on than Brighton for him to go to a magistrate's court. I mummed. My, My prayer partner's a barrister and she goes... Well, you'd have thought they'd have done it on video, wouldn't you? He's pleaded guilty. And he said, oh gosh. For nearly three hours I heard about what God's done in Richard's life. For, for about nearly three hours I heard about the excitement of what God is doing. I'll tell you a little story. He's reading his Bible. <clears throat> and he's never been a reader. And he put his Bible down. And then a little while later, he, he got up a, 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 um, a book on Harry, what's his name, the footballer? Harry, no, no, the other one. Redner. Him. <laughs> Harry Redner. And he was reading the book. And then he put it on top of the Bible. And he went to make himself a copy and he heard the Spirit of God say to him, nothing goes above me. And he went quickly and he took that book and he put it under the Bible because he knew that nothing goes above God or his word. (coughs) So Ian had three hours there and then three hours back praising God together. That's why he had to go. I moaned. 
all that petrol money, it's already pleaded guilty, why can't they do it? No. He wanted to share. And I hope one day, because I know people here have prayed so much, I know Joan has stood with us so much in praying for him, that to, to be here one day and tell you what he's done in his life. Last week, last Sunday, we was in prison and uh, again, we're always in prison. <laughs> and uh, I shared a little bit of this to the men and I said, wow, won't it be great for one day for Richard to stand here because he can say something to these men that I can't. I don't know what it is like to be hooked on cocaine and all the other rubbish he was taking, but he does. And to be able to talk to these men and say, God hears you if you pray. God hears you. 20 years. Come on, God. Mary and Martha waited four days. My sister waited 20 years. God had to wait until Richard was ready. Are we praying for something? And thinking, oh God, why can't you do something? I'm begging you, I'm pleading you and everything else. God hears us. God loved Richard in his bad state. Joshua, someone that I know you're praying for with me, is a little Indian boy who was run over two years ago by a a truck and left to die. He's now just laying on a mattress. His parents are so poor, so very poor. His father sold his paddy field, to be able to look after him. He's got nothing. They've got nothing. And we've prayed and pleaded with God to heal him. He's, he's brain dead. He's in pain continuously and he cries all the time. He's laying on a mattress on the floor. He's fed through the nose. I have prayed. I've got it on my um, Alexa. I'll post it every morning. Carol, don't forget to pray for Joshua. And every day, I'm saying, oh Lord, please hear our prayer. Come here. Why am I saying, Lord, please hear my prayer? When I read this, shouldn't I be saying, thank you, God, that you hear my prayer? And I realised, after doing this, because it taught me before I'm telling you, to thank God, like what Jesus did, for hearing our prayer. I don't know why Josh is in such a state, other than this. He came from a Hindu family. Pastor David, uh, um, a a lovely man, Indian pastor, would travel 30 kilometres to go and see him, to lay hands on him and pray. His name was never Joshua. They were Hindus. But Pastor David brought his family to the Lord. This little boy's accident has saved a family. Can I say thank you, Lord, for that? Difficult, isn't it? to see a little boy in such pain and everything. Thank you, Lord. And after doing this, I started changing my prayer in the morning now. I say, thank you, Lord, that you love Joshua. Thank you, Lord, that you hear our prayer. Thank you, Lord, it will be in your timing that something miraculous will happen. I don't know what you're praying for. I know some of you are praying I know Beryl's got issues that she's not pleased with us to help and stand with her. Well, I want to say to you, Beryl, God knows. 
He's heard your prayer. He loves your grandson. And it'll be in his timing. Sometimes we think God's not hearing. We cry out to him. Why? Jesus had such a strong relationship with Jesus, with God the Father, that he could say, Thank you. I know. I'm assured that you hear my prayers. God is not small that he can have to go onto an answer machine. I'll listen to you when I've got time. I'll have a look in my diary to see if I can come and hear your prayer next week. Did you see that on the news about this new hole in the atmosphere they found that is something like 15 times bigger than the sun? Did you see that? It frightens Ian. It just goes, whoa! <clears throat> and when I was thinking else, I was thinking, how big is my God? How enormous must my God be when you look at the universe and everything? Sometimes I look at me. And it was one of the presidents... Who was it who had the peanut? Um, Carter. Who was it? Carter. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. One of his workers was in the garden. And he shouted out, Why did you make the world, Lord? God said, Too big a question for you, little man. He said, okay, why did you make me? Too big a question for you, little man. So he picked up a peanut. Why did you make that, Lord? And there was something like 25 reasons for the peanut. God is so big. We sang it so big, so high and everything. He hears our prayer. So big yet he knows your name. So big that he knows how many hairs I've got on my head so big that he listens to every single prayer that is said in faith and in his will he hears this is what this has taught me this is what Jesus' prayer has taught me thank you thank you God that you hear my prayer thank you God that I know you always will act on my prayer. The way I want? No. In the timing I want? No. But he'll always hear our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Thank you for loving the situation, the person. Thank you that you care. And thank you that I know you will act. I want to learn from this prayer of Jesus. And like Mary and Martha, I don't find it easy. I want to say, oh Lord, if you'd come, if Lord, that, that lorry had stopped, if they'd, you know, just one touch from the king could have changed Joshua's life. Why did my sister have to suffer 20 years? Why, 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 why? Instead of saying, Thank you. Thank you that you hear my prayer. Thank you. It's hard, isn't it? Is it hard that we've got to actually say, your ways are not my ways, you know better than me? 
Is it easy? And I don't know if you've got a prayer this morning that you're praying for. And I, I, I want, I, I, I've asked Martin if he would play something. I didn't want Joan to come out and play because I want her to be a part of this as well where we can close our eyes, or you can look at it, it's a lovely video as well. But close your eyes as we hear, faithful one, he hears your prayer. He knows your needs. He's God and he's your father and he loves you and he loves me. That's why Jesus said it, so everyone around could hear. So as before we come to communion, I want us to hear this song and then would like us just to spend a few minutes quiet and see if you can in your heart think of the things that perhaps you've been begging, pleading, questioning God for and instead this morning just thanking him. Thank you that you can hear me. I know some of the prayers that we've been praying have been enormous. God's bigger. If you just close your eyes let this minister to you
his name. Let's just be still and just think of those those issues, those prayers that we're praying for. Just lift them to the Lord and perhaps in a different way that we've prayed before. Perhaps to thank God that he's here in our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord, for teaching us how to pray. Amen.